Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome into Old School on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. DP is here. Jay is here. I am here. We are going to bring you all kinds of fun, some knowledge. 402-464-5685. Join us. Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sarder Heyman Text Line, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter on the Sarder Heyman Jewelers live video stream. Come see our beautiful faces. Leave us a comment. We'll throw it up on the screen if you like. Maybe. Maybe not. DP, how are you doing today? I'm good. Uh I'm looking forward to uh this week. Um had a pretty good had a pretty good night last night with some of the young Huskers. How was the um inaugural golf show? Well the golf show Big the, Red the, Birdies, right? Yeah, they're they're really insightful. Like I'm not a golfing head, but they can explain it to me in a way that I understand and I can mm-hmm. process it. Um, super talented, gritty. Like they're they're two different personalities. Extremely, um, Megan Whitaker. Like I think Meg, Megan Whitaker would could play any other sport she wanted and be the captain. Like she's going to be the captain of any team that she's on. Um, Lindsay Teal. Like I could see her. She fits in with the volleyball girls with that sort of free athleticism. Like she just. Their presence, right? They're there. You can identify them. Um, so they're good because they break down the game, which is spectacular. Like they they can get into swing style mechanics. What's in your head? How do you process? You know, uh, shot to shot. How do you reset? How do you reprogram yourself? They they do a really good job with it. And then <clears throat> we had Kyle Perry uh, from the baseball team in uh, with Uncut, which is going to be his show. Uh, Kyle Perry Uncut, mm. and he brought in Emmett Olson, who is headed down to Charlotte uh, for the for the for the Big Forty Eight to be Team USA. You know, yeah, interesting, yeah, and you know the big left hander had a lot to say, and you find out that his mom, both his mom and his 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 aunt, played basketball at Northwestern. <laughs> so it's a Chicago kid, and when you see Emmett, Emmett looks like he's straight from Nebraska, but then you find out. I'm like, well, what's on your playlist? And he's like, oh no, man, his his playlist is Lil Dirt, Gucci, uh. Gucci man. I'm like, what? What is happening? From Chicago, <laughs> <laughs> and you forget. You're like, you for, you're like, okay, all right. And he got the you know straight straight bold haircut and nothing. Nope. He's like, no, I'm about that game. I'm about that. I'm like, okay. So he's gonna represent Nebraska, uh, team USA, USA, and is likely to make it. To the team that travels, they're going to play Japan, New Zealand, etc. So when you think about Husker baseball, I mean Kyle, you know, kind of broke down how he was doing since his surgery, mm-hmm. and uh, Emmett, you know, 
is saying don't quite give up on Husker baseball because, you know, they'll 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 do better and be better. So it was kind of cool. Like it was a good night with the with the young cats. It's some good it's stuff. In yeah, good experience. Anytime you can uh, play outside of your norm, normal team, normal situation, uh, and, and then you go and. You know, if he's able to go across, you know, and play teams like Japan, he's going to – he's able to go get that experience and bring it back to his team. It's only going to make the coach's job easier and then also the team uh, that much better because uh, you'll see different situations that at an odd time or two that will come up or like a pitch that he maybe has been exposed to before and, he, and you know, he puts it in his memory bank. Plus, it's a great experience for him uh, as an individual player. It's a good – thing to represent the university and, you know, in his family, uh, you know, obviously as well. So it's, uh, you know, look at that. You look at when you think about Husker baseball, sometimes when you don't reach expectations, you got to go back and kind of peel back a, a onion that's going to make you cry a little bit. But then after a while, what is it? You, you run cold water and then, you, you know, you, you'll be able to, you know, fight through it and then, uh, you know, see what, you know, what, <clears throat> excuse me, what you can do. So, you know, you can't go back and uh, I always say you can't go, you know, go revive and dig up a dead horse. So, you know, that season is over. But you also got to, you know, come to terms of what didn't what you didn't do or what didn't happen or some of the reasons maybe you didn't have success. And that's in any um, any sport, any team, men or women. I mean, heck, I'm sure Coach Cook, I can't speak for him, but I'm just, just knowing what type of coach he is. He's. The fact that they got the national championship was great, but he's trying to figure out, you know, what could they have done maybe during that time or what they could have done, you know, leading up to that to, you know, get over the hump and what are they going to do next year with they and also dealing with the expectations and, and setting the, you know, the standard and the foundation. So that's what, you know, it's no different than the football team. You got to go back and see what you did well, address it, and, and then uh, go out there and, and constantly, uh, you know, remedy the, the things that you need to get, get better at. But then also not uh, devil so much, and I guess it was in the negativity that understand what you did positive because you you don't want to focus so much on improving your weaknesses that you don't forget your strengths because you got to keep your strengths a strength and then improve on your weaknesses so they're not a weakness and that's how you become a you know better player individual team program X Y and Z. It, it's funny because it sounds like you listen to the show. That's literally what they were talking about was taking the lessons like of all the things that went less than ideal and then working on that but then still trying to be good at what you're, what you're good at like the, the reason why you got here has to be refined right and something that you can't can forget about because if you i mean I, I i've talked to some players that are going to like you know or was going were going to or had the chance to go to like a high school tryout for a high school summer league and you know of course you know it's in some cases, maybe hard for a younger player to make it. So I was like, you need to go to that tryout. One, who knows, you might make it. But two, just size up your competition, see what you need to improve on or what you actually are good at, whether you make it or not. But if you don't try and you don't have that evaluation, you're missing out. And that's what, you know, unfortunately for some sports in Nebraska is that, um, you know, you have this database of, you know, out there through games or seasons, what you did and didn't did or didn't do well. Now you have to really, you know, dive into those and not just say, okay, this is what we didn't do well. So we're only going to focus on that. Okay. Let's see what we did well. And let's see how we can even improve on that. 
And then once you do that, you're kind of like bringing your weakest link along to where it's not a weak link. And then, then that's how you can turn around a baseball season in a year. You can turn around a football season in a year. You can go from basketball-wise, uh, I don't know what, three Big Ten wins or two to six to eight, possibly ten, and then getting over that hump when you're in the Big Ten tournament where you're not like surprising people like towards the end of the season. And the excuse of the the pundits out there, well, oh, everybody's tired and looking to the NCAA tournament. Even if you're in that same situation, you're like, oh, Nebraska's been pretty consistent all year. They've doubled their win total and then some. They're going to be a factor in the Big Ten tournament because now the pieces are starting to come to, to, to fruition versus a short glimpse of it, right? And, uh, you know, that's individual players got to do it. This is what the offseason is for. The offseason isn't to sit back and – Granted, you got to try to take advantage of your business and NIL and all the other stuff, but the off season isn't just to sit back and not do anything and just, oh, well, that season's over. I'm uh, the assumed starter, so I'm just going to just continue to do the basic workouts that's on the sheet. And then, since I'm the assumed starter and I should be starting and I'm on every, all the social media stuff that I'm not going to watch every single game, every single play, of where I played last year. You know, one of the best advice, the best piece of advice I ever got from a coach, oddly enough, was Coach Samuel. And I always tell people when I went to the NFL in general, the coaching wasn't as good as I got at Nebraska. And I was very blessed to have every one of our coaching coaches on the coaching staff really coach. But Coach Samuel kept, kept it simple. He's like, every time that you watch yourself from the previous season, whether it's watching yourself from the previous spring, if you're in spring ball, or we're getting ready for a season, say we're playing Missouri and we played them last year, you should almost get disgusted by watching yourself, even if you're making plays, because you should feel that you should be a step quicker. You should be looking different in your uniform, and you already see, you should be thinking, like, I've already seen this play, I, you know, and almost like you need to will yourself to do something. That's what you should do as a player. Like, if you, you need to do that as a player right now. If you're not watching tape of yourself and watching, you know, not just your good plays, not the ones that you get tweeted out or on, your, you know, whatever. And this is high school kids, your, your huddle tape and all that other stuff. You're, you're a step or two be behind because there's plenty of people out there that are facing the facts of what they need to improve on, even in evaluating their good plays. Because you can make a play and – It could have been better. It could have been better. Or you just did the wrong thing and you just fell into it. You know, it's like we could be running – me and DP could be running a stunt, right? And I don't run it right, but somehow the offensive lineman, just all three of them block DP, and here comes the quarterback, flush right. Okay, I got a sack. That's great. I can get up and celebrate. Mm -hmm. But I didn't run the stunt right because there's going to be a time that DP and say you're a middle linebacker that you're going to need me to run that stunt to perfection to get to make a play that might not be the game-changing play – but it's going to be a play that's going to stop a third down, stop a second down, and or or really keep them to like second and eight. So mm -hmm. then that gives our defensive coordinator time to heat it up on the blitz. Blitz. And I remember, like oh yes, there was a play where they kind of ran a loop uh, with the defensive tackle against Oklahoma. And I know the coaches for a fact are telling like you got to come tight because once you come tight, the quarterback will be there. Well, came around kind of like you know. Lifty, you know, loop-de-loo and just kind of tiptoe burglar. 
Well, then there's the quarterback. Well, what happened was, yeah, you eventually got him down, but you know what he did is you brought guys out of coverage, you gutted the defense. It's actually the perfect call for the perfect play or situation. You think as a defensive coordinator, a lot of times this is what Ted Control told me and Wade Phillips is a lot of times these calls that aren't perfect. You're trying to minimize the damage so we can get to the situation till we can get the somewhat perfect call, but you can't get there if we're constantly not doing the little things that we're coached to do. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Running stunts effectively. And it's almost like basketball, right? You see a lot of pick and roll, drive and kick, you know, dribble drive, you know, pick and roll, right? The teams that we talked about, Golden State Warriors, whether it's guards, forwards, or I guess centers, they pick for real and they move with a purpose. That's how they get open. So it's no different when you're running a defensive line stunt. If you're not running the stunt like you're the guy that's going to get there, right? And yeah, I got to go down and hit in between the, the guard and tackle. But if you if you hit the, hit it 10 out of 10 times the same way, you're going to come open twice. And so if the guys really fall in love with that, then that's how you're going to see the, you know, just the little things in improvement and that's how you, you know, you know, flip a flip a record or get to a bowl game or, you know, see the defense being more consistent or the offense being more consistent. We talked about double teams just because we're talking about the offensive line. If our steps are lock and step and we hold that double team at the point of attack before DP slips up to the second level, I don't know, was half a second or a second, and we and we do that in practice, then obviously that bowls over to the game. There's going to be a time that we need it that's going to spring whatever running back there for a game-changing uh, first down or, you know, to seal a game or something like that. And that's where the confidence comes from because when as coaches are watching tape and they know me and DP are trustworthy and know that, we, okay, it's third and two. Okay, yeah, they got it. they got a three technique there. But we know these guys are going to block it. So then it falls on the running back. We know we're not going to miss the block at the point of attack. It's your job to beat that guy. That's why you're on scholarship. Mm-hmm. That's really what football comes down to a lot of times. If you listen to Bill Belichick, when, the, when he, you know, he's mic'd up, <clears throat> they take away what you do best. And he, and he, he literally tells, tells players, I'm okay with they beat it. If they beat it, like, I forget what it was. It was a wet game. He's like, they like uh, out routes that cut out. So we're going to, you know, play outside man. And they like to run, you know, outside. We stop that. Fine. If they do something else, he's like, okay. That's how they went. They just take away what, or try to take away what you do well. And they're literally okay with if you beat them by beating in by the third option. Get you out of your comfort zone and force you to, to make a play. Make plays yeah. consistently. Well, I mean, he Belichick was was fantastic in that. He called. He had a sequence against the Jets when I guess it was, it was an important game about four years ago, where they ran all slants for six consecutive plays, all slants. And he said, "Here's what they don't want us to do. They don't want us to to chip, 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 chip." Right. He said, "So this is what we're going to do. All right. Yeah. We're going to run these all slants." Brady's going to make decisions. I've got the right talent out there. That are going to run the slants effectively every single time. They're going to run the slants the same way every time, and just the way they defend it, they cannot defend everything that we're going to run here. Because they won't adjust. Because they want to be in the defense they want to be in. Okay, well, if you want to be in this this soft man, I'm going to slant you to death. Right. And he's like, yeah, Tom goes down six throws later. They're in the end zone, and he goes – yeah, it was it was pretty simple. Well, now they're going to change. Well, good. 
No, I got you. Back. I, I got you now. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing how, um, even at the NFL level, where the simplicity really, really beats every single, you know, new up and coming, you know, offense or defense. I mean, it's just like when the Patriots played the Rams the first time. They're like, oh yeah, you, you you know you got Aaron Donald and you want to you know you got a linebacker. They, they one of their linebackers was like two like two ten. Mm-hmm. Okay, well we're just gonna go two double tights with a wing and a fullback, and we're just gonna proceed to run it down the field. And then when we need a play, we're gonna throw it to Gronkowski because everybody thinks that he's washed up and he was coming off an injury. He just had diced up Kansas City in that last drive. Yep. Well, okay, well then we'll use hey Brady save Gronk to to money time, and it was what a ten seven Super Bowl thirteen. It was boring. But nobody talks about that. They talked about them winning the Super Bowl. And the Patriots have won different ways. Tom Brady's won different ways. And uh, there's other teams that have won different ways. Pittsburgh's won different ways. And um, we'll see if Kansas City will be able to do it. But Well, Kansas City refuses to, to, to play point-of-attack football. Yeah. It'd be, like, it'd, like, it'd be, like, to me, like, like I th- – their teams, what I like about Pittsburgh is that they are a point-of-attack offense. And like, listen, we're just if you've got two people at the point of attack, we're gonna have three. Yeah. Or four. Yeah. Like if if you're if your two slots down defender makes the play, bravo. And Kansas City, you <laughs> know, that's funny is that they have the ability to <clears throat> beat you up up front. They got one of the best offensive lines, <clears throat> excuse me, in the in <clears throat> in the NFL. So But it's not sexy. So like the Chiefs were all about the sexy. It's it's Having Kelsey and 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 Tyreek in matchups, Mahomes making a, a fantastic athletic play. It was great. It was great up until but grind, the, baby. What like the until ability? Until they played the Bengals, who didn't back down from them, and they could score. You, it's great till you played Tennessee and they just held on to the ball. And, well, it's and point of attack you, football. And if it's you point of attack, you want to be sexy, you make a mistake, you're not getting the ball back for another quarter and a half. But here's the funny thing about. Kansas City when they beat San Francisco, the running back ran for a hundred and some yards. Yep, like that. They can and, do and, it, and easily. Right. We don't know much about Nebraska's offense, but I, I can tell you how it's going to resonate with me right away when you see them over in Dublin. If they're sending five on three, this team will be successful. Oh, you're talking about? Uh, yep. Just yeah. Over, just, yeah. I just, mean, in the running know, game, usually it's just numbers man, game. Just, but no, because look, they got cute for a bit. I don't need for Nebraska to be cute. I want Nebraska to be five on four, three on two, being able point of attack. Look, get me the three and four yards on a regular basis. Yeah. It doesn't matter who's your running back. I mean, you're pretty much saying you got to earn the right to be cute, right? Like it just g- give me that you, win yeah. win from the middle of the field out, and if you can go two on one with your guard center and get a win, bravo. Yeah, you just got to be efficient up front. I think they're working on that. I think, um, I guess you know Whipple. I'm assuming he's calling the plays. Has shown the ability to do to be like that. I think. Um, I mean, you can zone read and still be physical. At the point of attack, yeah, and that's yeah. that. That's to me. Well, I mean, I, Ohio State has shown you that. Yeah, I mean, exactly. That's I mean, Alabama has shown you that. I mean, Michigan, I think, Michigan. Like, Michigan. Uh, I think being physical is just. It's either it's just who you are and how you go about your business. It, you it's get what good. I'm saying? It, it's going to be interesting to watch. Like I said, I mean, if you bring in your hat, it doesn't matter what offense you bring in. 
man. We, you know, how far away from opening day? What what do we got? Two months. I think it's 60, 60 some days. Okay. All right. Let's get here because I'm, I'm ready to see what they got to work. We'll throw it back. We come back. Rico, let us know what up. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 